Dog Bless You is brought to you by Button Up Box. We love our dogs and want them to be as healthy and as happy as possible. What do dogs want? Love and a delicious dinner, of course. Button Up Box and Wild Heart Foundation have an amazing relationship because we really do care about what our dogs eat. And it's all thanks to a certain rescue called Rudy. Rudy was in a really bad way. Her skin was sore and itchy, her energy was low, and then there were her farts. Absolutely foul. So co-founder and proud owner, Dave, started making her meals from scratch, gently cooking healthy home ingredients. Rudy, within weeks, recovered with more energy, healthy skin, and those farts, all gone. After developing the perfect recipe of 60% meat and 40% vegetables and none of the nasties along with colleague Kev, Button Up Box was born. What I love best is they actually taste the meals themselves and each portion is customized to suit your individual dog's needs. Button Up Box believes dogs deserve better and listeners of Dog Bless You can get 75% off their first two weeks of Button Up Box meals. Just go to buttonupbox.com slash W-A-H-F to apply. And for each new order using this link, an amazing £20 will go to the Wild at Heart Foundation. That's buttonupbox.com slash W-A-H-F. So help rescue a dog today by treating your dog to some fresh, gently cooked meals from Button Up Box. Proud sponsors of Dog Bless You. And welcome to Dog Bless You, the podcast about rescue dogs, the Wild at Heart Foundation charity, and our love of dogs in general. I'm your host, Nikki Tibbles, and in this series, we'll speak to people about their experiences with their companions and how a dog can change your life for the better. But we'll also hear some harrowing stories about the lives of some dogs here in the UK and around the world. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can help end that. But for now, let's meet today's guest. Today, (laughs) uh, I am very blessed to have here to talk about all things dog, the amazing Meg Matthews. Thank you, Meg, for coming. Thank you. Thank you. I love that you've always been involved in animal activism and representing Peter. Uh, But also, Meg, you are an ambassador of Wild at Heart Foundation. So yes, thank, you. thank you. And joined with Meg, obviously, is the phenomenal DJ Fat Tony. I guess both of you are massive dog lovers. Oh, totally. And mm-hmm. have you ever had a time in your lives where there hasn't been a dog in your life? Uh, yeah. For me, I kind of think there was a real, like, a, a really a dark break in, in the middle of my using days when yeah. I was an addict and... There was a really dark time then when I never had an animal. I couldn't look after myself, so I wasn't, wasn't capable of looking after a dog. And then me and my partner, my brother, had a dog, and he called Chico. Great name. <laughs> and he he was had to move out of the country for some reason. And my my other brother was like, "Oh, uh, Kevin's got this dog. Do you want it?" And I was like, "I said to my partner James, let's get it." And it was kind of like you know, like the two. You know, you're in the end of a relationship and you think, okay, it's really time. 
let's have a baby, let's yeah. try and mend this relationship. And that dog, Chico, became Reggie. And when we went to get him, he was dark brown, and then we bathed him, and he was bright red. Yeah. What was he? He was a staff, a really he, big staffy, and he was like the most amazing dog. Yeah. And he died like three years ago. He, we had him until he was 14. Wow. But he was such a great dog. He really was. Yeah, I mean, I've always had dogs from a, since a kid, always. We've been a dog family. Yeah. yeah. I think it's... I mean, I've always grown up with dogs. Yeah. And you've always had yeah, dogs. Yeah, I've always Meg, had dogs, yeah. yeah. I think the first dog, I remember she was called Sadie and a Dalmatian. And I think I was about two. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then I did go through a phase of being the cat person. I know, Ooh. I know. For you know, just I, I think it was because yeah, I, I was I was three and I got my own cat and she was called Mary when I was three. But Mary lasted till I was nineteen. Yeah, okay. So that cat, even though there was dogs in in the life, because Mary was, I remember um, on Christmas Day, you know, opening the the door and and them saying go to the Christian, then there was a little kitten. So That's cute. Yeah. That's so sweet. that was took a big part of my life till mm. I was um, yeah, and I lost my virginity with that cat on my bed. What with the cat? Oh, the um, there was always dogs, but that because I think it was the first thing when I was with that was actually mine. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a confession. We had a cat as well. Yeah, yeah. it had three I mean, legs. I, I, I had a cat. Yeah, I mean, we, it was a there's always is a cat when yeah. there's a dog. Yeah. You know there? that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. We had my first, our first dog that we had was an old English sheepdog, wow. and it was called Worthington. And uh, we'd just, prior to that, my family had always lived in flats, all right, like in Pimlico, Battersea and all those areas. And then we got this house, and the first thing we got was a dog. Yeah. And my dad came home with it. An old English like, dog, is that Old English sheep, yeah, the long The Dulux dog. The Dulux dog. He always has a posh dog. Oh, my God. we called him Worthy. Yeah, of course he was a posh dog. We lived on a brand new council estate in the house, and we had to be better than everyone else. Yeah, of course. Of course. The most posh dog on the street. Especially in the 70s, it was like the thing to have. is like that or an Afghan house. Yeah. So, yeah, we had that, and that was our first dog. And, I, you know, I've always, always just been a dog person. You know, I kind of only end up talking and hanging with dog people as well. It's kind yeah. of weird. Yeah, but do you, I, them. I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I sort of, if someone has a dog, you are, for me, I'm automatically drawn oh, to someone. Because yeah. there is something about people who love dogs. Well, it's unconditional love. Yeah. And if you get yes. that from a dog, you know, you, you, you see different types of dog owners. You see yeah. people that shouldn't have dogs. Yeah. And oh. you see people that are meant to have dogs. And that's the difference. When you see someone who shouldn't have a dog, you just know it straight away. And just like their whole behaviour around that dog and the way the dog behaves is totally different from somebody that's meant to be to have a dog. Yeah. You know, because you love that dog unconditionally and the dog is a part of your family. It's not something that's left out in the yard. It's not something that's only spoken to when you when you want it to do something, mm. you know, or you, you you bring it up to be aggressive. You, you can see that a mile off with people. Yeah. Mm. But we're quite lucky, I guess, in this country because, you know, we, you know, if we look at the plight of a dog, mm. and we were talking a little bit about this before mm. you arrived, Meg, with the situation in China and 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 so on. But, you know, we we are very fortunate in this country because we are we are really we really are a nation yeah. of dog lovers. You know, I think there's only about fifty thousand dogs on the streets, and we have every kind of support system in this country for dogs, whether it's yeah. Battersea or the Dogs Trust mm. RSPCA. But, you know, dogs and dog ownership in the rest of the world, I mean, even in countries like France and Spain and Italy, where you would expect, 
you know yeah. a certain yeah. a level of respect for their animals doesn't really exist and you know in countries like Puerto Rico where we work you know an owned dog is is a dog that's kept on a chain outside yes, yeah. it doesn't get, come in the house it's let off at night it goes around you know the same in shags everyone in the lake, local village and then comes yeah. back for its food and gets chained up again. Because they don't have like the RSPCA or anything in America. That's why Ingrid made um, Peter such a um, because they never had any um, like um, RSPCA or any animal charity things like that. Peter was why she set that up because there was nothing out there right. for any of them. And I mean that was only done like you know a few years ago what 20 30 years mm. ago yeah. That's so, yeah. I mean, i've got a friend as well called uh, who who was a dj and he w- w- worked for ministry of sound for many years and basically he left london and moved to thailand he went on holiday once saw the plight of the dogs and decided he was going to move to thailand and open a dog sanctuary. it's not james Blumbo, is it <laughs> no but because james has in, got yes but um, that's who but my friend runs it for james mike yeah, Mike. Dara. I know Mike. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, yeah. Which was, I always was so jealous of Mike when he did that. Oh my like, god, he's got the best job. Yeah, it's amazing. And but I love Mike, and I just yeah. like you know that. That's what I mean. He's one of these people that you just love them so much because yes. of the love that they have for, mm, our, yeah. for animals. It's amazing. And I was always so jealous of the fact that he moved there and did that. So he's a DJ? Yeah, he used to DJ. And right. then he worked for a ministry for a long time. Yeah. So we work with Mike, uh, yeah. with Bon Jarden. Bon Jarden, We've yeah. just got 10 of his Thai dogs coming over. Oh, amazing. This, this week. Yeah. Wow. And we have an event um, every year. It's, it's called One Night Only, where we get artists to donate art. And we split the proceeds, which half goes to the Bon Jarden yeah. for their sterilisation. Oh. So we've helped them build their clinic. And Eleanor, <coughs> who works with us, she went out to Bon Jarden to the clinic. So we've helped yeah. raise was, funds to I build their go, clinic. I was going to go over there as well because, you know, when I started doing this, the rehabs in Thailand, I was working with them and started creating them. Uh, Every time I flew to Thailand, I was going to go and see visit visit yeah. them for three or four days, and then my schedule always changed, so I never actually got to see them. But I'm actually going to go and see them. Oh, you should go because oh, I will. It's amazing. I have to go to Thailand in the next couple of months anyway yeah. for another reason. So I probably will just go and see them. But it's also they're doing such great work. Oh, amazing! And and the, and the pups that you have, that you see the state of them when they come in and and the difference in them. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I, it's I mean, incredible, I've. Yeah. I've there's been so many of them that I've wanted to adopt. Yeah. Well, uh, if you want, we'll bring it over for you. There's been, honestly, there's been so many of them. Over the years, I've been like, oh my God, I want that one. I know. You know? They're and, and really they're, cute dogs. Yeah, totally. They're really they're cute big dogs. Ears. Yeah, yeah, massive yeah. ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yes, we've, we've, we've literally rehomed. We've got 10 coming over from That's them. amazing. So, but they're doing such great work because, again, that's another place that yeah. you look at. That, and also oh, because just, it's a Buddhist country, they yeah. can't kill the so they're just running around and running wild. Yeah. Do you remember years ago in Ibiza, back in the eighties in Ibiza, there used to be this massive dog gang. Oh, I remember that. In the port. Yeah. And there used to be about forty of them yeah. all in a gang together, and there was like one leader, and she would like run around, and all the little dogs would come with them. There was a blind one. There was one with what like three legs, and they they had this little gang, and they all hung around the port. And they would go from restaurant to restaurant. Yeah. And everybody loved them. Yeah. But they used to like all sleep right in the middle of the pool. Oh. It was amazing. It was oh, so yeah. good. I used to go and feed them every night. Yeah. But they had their like they had their own schedule that they kept. You'd be up in the old town and they'd you be know, up there. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. 
And they all looked out for each other, yes. and they weren't they weren't violent or like violent. vicious. They weren't no. vicious, you no, know. They're they, not. No, I mean, they're just surviving, aren't they? As long as they've got a leader, they're fine, yeah. And the they? leader was there. She yeah. it was a woman. She was great. The little girl dog. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Took, she put them all in their places. It's amazing. And, and Abethas has a again, you know, a, a stray dog problem. And we're working with Patrick Cox, who's yeah. also an ambassador of the foundation, and he's he's been out visiting for us every single dog shelter on the island to yeah. see who we can work with. Um, and we're going over actually to stay with him at the end of the month. Amazing. And um, he's going to have an event for us so that we can actually, again, raise funds and awareness because you know, talking just a bit about the foundation, the, the aim obviously is to work more with sterilization and education. Yeah. And that's really the only way that we're going to change things in the way that you know what you're doing is so amazing if we could do anywhere near what mm. you're doing for women and the menopause and raising awareness of how people globally treat their dogs in mm -hmm. such a, a sort of you know uncared for unloved abusive way around yeah. the world and just to treat people how to educate we need to educate it's everything is about, about education. educating yeah. always, it's, it's always it's about education start there, isn't it yeah there's yeah, so much well, Simon Cowell's good at that. He always gives a donation secretly, doesn't he? Like, he doesn't say how much he gives. He gives oh, I was going to say he's really good with dogs. But he gives, he gives quite a substantial amount. I remember that dog. Not to us, not to us. But I'm working on that, doesn't he? Yeah, because he loves to get like, you know, to spade and to dogs in places. Yeah, it is the only way like He gives them a big donation. Yeah. And they do, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's what we need to do. We need to educate our yeah. kids to be kind and compassionate yeah. and how to treat animals, which is why, you know, you both growing up with dogs, you know, I think, do yeah. you think it shapes you as a person? Uh, absolutely, 100%. You know, when you go in the park and you're walking and then children, ah, when you walk oh, past the dog. Oh, it drives me insane. You know, I Especially always... Especially your staffing. I, I mean, you know, the worst thing rest. about it is they see them and, and the amount of times I shout at people and say, it's a dog, not a lion. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you both take your dogs out? With, I know Taylor's getting a yeah. little bit older now, but you know when when she was maybe a, a couple of years ago mm. when she was younger. I, mean, I know Ziggy comes out with you. Yeah. But do you take your dogs out? And yes. Everywhere oh. you go. So that's Taylor, like a given. So every morning oh. Taylor goes to Battersea Park in a taxi in a black right. cab, and I because uh, I don't want to walk her on concrete anymore because yeah. of her hip. So I take her from my house. In a black taxi, two Battersea, keep the cab waiting. We walk around the same area every day, me and her, and she gets back in the cab and she goes she home. Is. When she's ready to go home, she'll walk back towards the cab okay. and she gets in it. People go, oh my God, that's like, why would you keep the cab waiting? It's just, it's, it works out just the same yeah. amount as, yeah. as it's cheaper than a packet of cigarettes. I don't smoke. But yeah, you know, yeah. For me, it's worth it because Taylor's given me so much joy and so much love in my life that I owe it to her to take her to Batsy Park yeah. in a taxi. Whereas David, my partner, takes Taylor out in a, in a pushchair. She has a dog pram. Oh, yeah. And he takes her out every morning. I love the idea every of a Staffy. Yeah, she sits in it. And she's a big girl, isn't she? She sits she? in it. Yeah, yeah, she is. And she sits in it with a, either Snoopy in her mouth or any of the others. She's got, she's got about 4,000 teddies. Oh, yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, yeah. Every time, all day long, she won't have the same teddy twice. Yeah. It never. So she'll go in, get one teddy and bring it out. Then she'll go in and get another teddy. And every time you look around, there's another teddy in her mouth. And she'll take whatever teddy she's out with her and she'll take it. And he puts a hot water bottle in her pushchair. Oh, my God. And she goes round. And so we call it, we, at the moment, she's, we, uh, she's the uh, 
the Countess Dowger of Pimlico. <laughs> she literally sits in a pushchair looking at everyone. It's quite amazing. I've that. taken her in it a few times. My ego won't allow me. But, you know, it's like, I'd rather take her in a cab for that. She park, yes. it's easier for me. Do you know what I mean? But he pushes her around. He loves it. And she, she loves is. it. She hated it at first. She imagine? absolutely loves it. And it's takes Bugsy Malone sung to her every uh, morning. Yeah, I FaceTime this morning. I FaceTime and I could see David singing a... You gotta be where you want it to be. be. Online on you the, know the on boxing floor, song. Yeah. He's on the full singing buggy. He goes, yeah, but you bugs him learn every morning. But you know, he does <laughs> show tunes. He does play <laughs> show tunes every morning. <laughs> different show tunes. Do you DJ for her? Uh, no, I don't. But David does. David does like um, puppet shows for what her. What music would you play her? Yeah, what, what do you think she'd she like? Was, she loves George Michael. Does she? Yes. Oh. We have George Michael on all day in the house. It's in the background. She loves it. For Taylor, and I put it on for her when I go out. You know, I, yeah, I literally lost thing I do. Or the television goes on first. I never leave it in the quiet house. Yeah, no, I never leave it in the quiet house. Never, ever. Radio or, or no. the would you play Ziggy? What music would you play Ziggy? Oh, Ziggy um, basically just has Kiss History on because it's all the old tunes on. Yeah. That's why I just keep yeah. Kiss History on, yeah. 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 Taylor Showgirls, she has literally show tunes. David plays show, show tunes, tunes yeah. all the time. Genius. And then he gets her to act, act out in shows, like they do The Lion King. There's videos on YouTube. <laughs> Of him and of him and Taylor doing the Lion King, where David's got a lion mane on and Taylor's uh, Taylor's Simba, and it's just like this, and all the other teddies come in and they're all on wires. Oh, it's a grand old thing. The thing <laughs> yeah. is, even when me and David are arguing, or you know, there's a disagreement in the house, Taylor brings us back together yeah. because Taylor will go off and hide in the back of the garden, and I'm like, look what we're doing to Taylor. And we go and get her and bring her in. It calms the situation down. She has this magic about her. When did you get to Taylor and and Ziggy? So Taylor uh, was a guilt present for my ex-boyfriend. I'd been out for a week missing and I came back. And, you know, yet again, it was like, let's get get another dog, you know, to fix the marriage. And uh, I went off and we... We wanted another red staff because Reggie was red and we wanted to get two red staffies and... We kind of looked everywhere and for dog breeders and we found this woman who had the, the mother and the father and the pups and we we arranged to meet to go to her house and she said she'd pick us up from the station yeah. and we got to the station and she had a puppy with her and said oh i can't take you back to my house typical bad sign. typical typical yeah. you know puppy farm puppy, and i yeah. was like okay uh it's not really what we want. We want to see the mum and dad. And so she was like, oh, she got she started getting angry with us. And she went to go back to the car. And in the back of the car, I noticed a cage. And in the cage was this little dog covered in mange. And she lost all her fur. She was a tiny little puppy. Her ears were sticking up. And she didn't look oh. like a staff. She looked a bit like a cross between a chihuahua. And, and like, it was just the cutest little thing she looked like a gremlin and I was like what's going on with that dog and she was like oh I'm taking it to the vets and I was like and it was a wire cage with no mat in the bottom or anything it was really awful so I said well I want the dog off you and she was like I'm not giving you the dog I said you either give us the dog or I call the police on you now and she was like started arguing and calling me names and I I went in her car and I took the dog out paid gave her the money that we were going to get paid for the other dog we just took Taylor and that was Taylor and it took Taylor so you rescued yeah it took her about a month before she would walk on grass uh it was she was really in a bad way the mange had taken over it was it was awful to see but you know what she was so timid and so but you know it's just so inward 
you know, it was really awful. She, I, I kind of kept thinking she was maybe a runt, yeah. and that they would really they were trying to get rid of her. But she was incredible. I mean, you know, they she's, always are, she's being the most loving, so, so. caring, beautiful creature that yeah. ever walked the earth. She, she understands every emotion. She's yeah. been through everything with what me. What a gorgeous story, though. Yeah. And also, it's so poignant because so many people go to to buy their dogs yeah. or whatever mm. and don't do the research exactly. that's required. Yeah. Exactly. And an alarm bell should automatically ring when someone says, oh, well, I'll meet you at South Mim's service station. Yeah, I mean, she was going to pick us up and take or, us yeah. to see the kit that the mum done. We were like, oh, okay, we'll meet you there and you can yeah. take us to your house. And of course, the situation yeah. changed, and it was it was yeah. just. Yeah. And she, you could tell straight away she wasn't a dog person. Yeah. Mm. Straight away when we met it's her, because it's all about money. Yeah, of course it is. And where there's and where there's I, money, there is less than yeah. zero and, animal. And welfare. that's why then Taylor was Taylor's not a proper staff. She's got a little bit of Jack Russell in her, yeah. I think, because yeah. she has sticky up ears. Right. And, you know, um, so I kind of think that that's been a blessing in a lot of ways as well yeah. because. You know, staffies don't live that long. You know, as they, they get to about 14 and they're kind of decrepit. Taylor's kind of got all her faculties about her and she's 14 and she's not blind, she's not deaf. She's still quite running around in the house and everything yeah. else. I kind of think that's the staff, that's the Jack Russell in her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when people go, oh, what is she? We always say, she's a staffy Jack. <laughs> we make up names. And, and that's like one of the designer breed, yeah? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah of, course. of course. One of the first designer breeds. One of the first. Yeah. Where did it, where did so, Ziggy come from? First of all, I had Ziggy Oscar. Beautiful. So Oscar's um, was, also came from a puppy farm. Yeah. Um, I had no clue about um, puppy farms. This was okay. like nine years ago. Yeah. And um, I went to Grimsby and we got this um, puppy, which also there was uh, lots of puppies, all different shapes and sizes. We took this little runt home, which Anais had fallen in love with, drove back down from Grimsby. Um, then um, Oscar got really ill. He was in and out of the vets. He had a cleft palate. He had a hair lip. He had to have a nose job. Bless him. His stomach wasn't connected to any of his organs, so they had to be stapled. Um, and he had a hiatus hernia as well, which his esophagus was too big. As all this was going along, I still didn't know about puppy farms. And then I met Mark Abrahams, who yes. started Puppade. Oh, so me and yeah. him, so he came to me and said, I want to start Puppade in Brighton. Okay, if I give you a guitar, will you go and get it signed? So I got Brian May and I got Ian Gallagher and I Paul Weller and all these different people to sign this. So instead of being Live Aid, it was called Pup Aid. So we got this um, one guitar, and that was the first year, nine years ago. So then we took it to Sotheby's. Then we did two in Brighton, and then we moved it to, we went to the Royal Parks, we managed to persuade them to let us do it in Primrose Hill. And then that was for another eight years. And then I think it was last year, we got Lucy's Law Pass. Exactly. Yeah. And I went to to number ten Downing yeah. Street and I got a big shout out, me, Brian May, Peter Egan. Yeah. And um we got Lucy's Law and that took eight years and I did that for eight years, every year doing Pup Aid and Doing Amazing. Where's Mum, we did this photo shoot where we'd hold Oscar because he was from a puppy farm. And then Anais and I, we did this thing, Where's Mum? So people would learn to know, Where's Mum? Yeah. And then it was, yeah, so and then went to number 10 and then they did a whole thing and passed the law there. Lucy's law that there's no live animals now allowed in um, any pet shop. So you'll never see yeah, okay, live cool. dogs or cats. It doesn't count yeah. in Wales or Scotland. 
but it is in the UK and you're not allowed to breed without a license yeah. nowadays. What you and Mark Abrams have done with Pope yeah. is raising awareness of puppy Yeah, mills, we used but... to have all the bitches, so it would be awful. We used to get all yeah. the bitches that had been saved and, and their girths are on the floor yeah. and they're so That's shy horrific. and they're blind and they're, you know, because they're just, just yeah. are, you know, just pregnant after pregnancy and, you know, just never move out of a cage. And yeah, and it was, uh, and I could see from like he was so into bread, Oscar. Why you know? That's why you had to cleft yeah, palate, nose job. You know, Cleffing. his stomach not connected to it. He had fifty-five visits to this in six months to the vets. We didn't know what it was, and then eventually they found he went to Potter's Bar to the veterinary uh, college, and he was there for ten days. And then they said, "My God, his his stomach is in his diaphragm." And I think what's important is that people really need to understand the input, not only the cruelty to the dog, but the expense that that will cost you. Yes, just by going to a puppy parents. farm and not doing your yeah. the groundwork and the homework on it, that's going to cost you so. Six and a half grand that cost us. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. my dog Reggie got ill. Uh, he uh, it was over. The, he'd, he'd had cancer on his testicles, and he'd, uh, he'd had it off. And the first day he was allowed out, we lived in Hampstead. And I took yeah. him on the heath, and some woman was talking to me about her dog. And I turned around, he was chewing a bro- like a tree branch in between his paws. And the next day he wasn't eating, and then the next day he kind of still hadn't eaten or drank. And I was like, okay, that's. And he had had um, like a foreign body compacted into his lower intestines. And it went on and on and on. It cost me thirteen thousand pounds. Yeah. And that's if you buy a dog that's unwell straight away. You see it all the time. People yes. have them for three, four days, and then they die. Yeah, no, no. You know, it's and so that's why sad. So many of these dogs that, yeah, whether you want to call them designer dog or, or not or whatever, but dogs that the come in from puppy mills, yeah, end up in. Shelters like Battersea, of course, because people can't afford to to keep them, but also, which I which the thing that I find extraordinary and that bugs me the most with when people are buying a dog. Because if you and I went online now, we could probably get five cockapoos straight away, yeah, yeah. in in ten, yeah, Yeah. easily, easily, easily. yeah. But and they will not know whether we work all day, whether we can afford to keep them, they're not interested. But that's what's good good about the shelters. I have so many people say to me, oh, I want to get a dog and they wouldn't let me have one. I'm like, where do you live? No, well, like in, a, in, a, in a, in a, in a tower block, yeah. I don't yeah. have gar- you don't have garden space. You're out all day. Why? Why do you think they would give you a dog? Yes. Yeah, they're very strict. And then and people like go, oh, but you know they they've got too many dogs and they moan about. It. No, they care about the yeah, dog. Yeah, they really do. And, and you know, good on them. Yeah. Good on them. We haven't talked very much about Ziggy. Ziggy. Let's yeah, hear about Ziggy. So Ziggy was also um, a bit of a of a guilt present, really. Well, not a guilt present. So when I was going through the menopause, having a really bad time, we'd gone on holiday to um, Venice Beach for um, the summer holidays. And I was going through this time, which I didn't know what was going on with me. I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. So we had all these trips planned, Joshua Tree. We had um, numerous things planned. But I just could not, like, just get my head around it. I just was, like, just, like, floored by this. So... Over these sort of two or three weeks, Anais would come back and I'd just be sort of in the air condition and I'm a sun lover and I couldn't even face going out in the sun. I was just like, you know, I'm just staying indoors. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I, you know, even going out for dinner was hard work. So Anais sort of being clever as she is, she sort of kept showing me pictures of this wired-haired Hungarian visitor and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then by the third week you know and I hadn't been done this or that you know the guilt the guilt set in and I was just like okay you know if you want this dog okay I said you're gonna have to pay for it you're gonna have to pay for the for the pet plan you're gonna have to go and you know go and visit um if you find you know it's got to be properly sourced okay because it wasn't a rescue mm -hmm. and um she did all this so she sourced it. it was in cambridge she went and visited it three times even before me she saved up her money she put money aside for pet plan and um and then um she went girl. with a with a friend and she came back with this puppy that was this big but of course, um, she was 16 years old and um, <laughs> what was I ever thinking? And then of course, hit 17 A-levels. I think she's probably walked the dog twice. The only other time she takes the dog with her is when she goes horse riding and she goes to Wiltshire. Then her and Ziggy go and live in a caravan and they go riding and he just follows her. But, uh, yeah, so they do that in the countryside. But the day-to-day -day walking, the night walk, the early morning walk is just not and then of course now she's at Camberwell School of Art and she's moved to Peckham and I know really like in well, this like, say, where would you be without Ziggy yeah though, that's now? what I'm about to yeah. say yeah. so me going through the menopause I mean yeah you without Ziggy I probably wouldn't you know me and Ziggy being there he's got me through everything you know exactly sitting there with me so it was meant to be of course it, it was definitely was yeah you know, think they come into your into your life for a reason at the yeah. right time and then Oscar oh. passed Exactly, he was there to, to, and to carry And I kept you thinking, through. you know, because you never always think Oscar was going to be there forever. Yeah. But then last year, um, April, I think, no, May, yeah, he passed, yes. he had a seizure. And um, yeah, and if Ziggy wouldn't have been there, I would have been in a really bad state. And people, yeah. you know, that's my biggest fear about when Taylor May passes. left home and I was left with Ziggy. It's like the fact that we had, we had when Reggie passed, we had Taylor to get us through. Mm. And we won't have anything. And people keep saying, maybe she should get a dog now. But... To, to you know, just to help when that ha situation yeah. happens, because you know I look at Taylor every You've night. Got some exactly, I know, here. and you know we, me and David <laughs> look all the time, and we're like, we need to get another one. You but Taylor's so co so co no, so Taylor's so codependent. Yeah, that you know she's like she has to choose the dog if it's, it's going to be a dog. Yeah, yeah. So we have to let her kind of meet and choose. We can't bring introduce another dog into the house without her meeting yeah. it. And yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, it's kind of a big thing for us. It, yeah, because it will be like, it's if Ziggy oh. hadn't been there, I don't no, know. Like you said, it was all meant to be. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Because when Anais, I was always thinking, oh, when Anais goes, oh, when she goes, leaves home, it'll be great. But, you know, that was a massive thing to get over as well. Of course. But if Ziggy wouldn't have been there, the house that would have been so empty. Really? Can you imagine a house yeah. without a dog? Can you, can you imagine a house without a dog? No, no. But, I mean, because there is nothing better... When you come, come in and those and look you bounding. open the door. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. You know, yeah. At the moment, yeah. David David works for BA and he wakes up. Like he has, he comes home for three days a week, and he's really always tired. But when I'm at home with Taylor, Taylor sleeps in bed with me, obviously, yeah. Yeah. and she has my side and I have David's side, and she doesn't get up once. Yeah. She will sleep through until when I'm so get up. She will be asleep. But when David's there. She's got this routine with him. Well, she'll come to bed. We all go to bed. An hour later, she'll you'll, she'll jump out of the bed and go and nudge him and wake him up. He gets <laughs> up. He walks automatically into the ki the kitchen with her and gives her some chicken. And then they go back to it. And I'm like, don't give her any food, and she won't do it. 
And then every morning he's like, she had me up six times last night. I'm like, well, what do you expect? But, he, but the thing is, he doesn't... Why would that be our one day? He doesn't yeah. get annoyed with her. He yeah. never gets annoyed with her. Just gets out of bed. He just gets out of bed and does it. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and sometimes I, I hear her, she does this thing with her paws on the carpet. Like this, yeah. and I hear it making the whining noises, and I click my fingers, and she she goes back into the living room, and then she'll come back in and want to get on the bed. But he, David never gets annoyed with her ever. No. He, there's never a point where he's like, "Oh my god," never like that. But I can, I, mm. I, I can, I can't get annoyed with. My no, dogs. I can't. It doesn't. Ziggy wakes me up. I think yeah. it's probably ten to five every morning. because yeah. I sort of go like that, and I get a nuzzle, and it's like, "Mum, will you get up now?" Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, 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 I just get it's, up and we do a walk, down the, walk around the block and but back it's, in bed it's, again. It's a part of having that. Yeah, it's yeah, so of course magical. it is. Because I lie yeah. there and think, oh no, I won't do it. And then it's I think, magical. Oh, no, maybe he's it is magical. Is, and Taylor magical. has this thing with me. She doesn't do it with David. She only does it with me because I'm, I'm addicted to sugar and she knows she's going to get sugar. Well, she has to lick my mouth. And everyone's like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not. I don't not care. Well. If she wants to lick my mouth, she can lick my mouth. And she sits next to me and I call her koala now because since the, the Australian bushfires, she has a different name also. She yeah. cuddles me and she puts her forehead and she'll lick my mouth and mouth. And it's like, everyone's like, oh my God, you're disgusting. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm. No, I'm not. To do. I mean, yeah. That's what she wants to face. do. She can do it. My dogs lick my face. I love yeah. it. Oh, she licks, oh, she licks, puts her tongue yeah. in my mouth. I'm, I don't care. No, no. I love right. it. And you know what? That's my tongue. People, on the other hand, yeah, yeah I would have my Oh, no, go away. No, seriously. Yeah, absolutely. No. Taylor can do that yeah. anytime. Yeah. Same, yeah, Ziggy, yeah. absolutely. You see, they are yeah. magical. So, if your dog, Zah, your dogs, yeah. lovely Taylor yeah. and Ziggy, if they were a person, what is Taylor? Elizabeth Taylor. She'd sound like Elizabeth she, Taylor. She, well, Eyeliner engraved on her, on her eyes already. Yeah. Her, the inside of her eyes are really black, thick eyelinered. So she's always had those that like that those Elizabeth Taylor eyes, and uh, so she's and she's such a caring soul. So she would be very Elizabeth Taylor if she sounded like it. She's had very many, lots of voices, <laughs> very lo- loads. I mean, you know, over the years, Taylor's had an awful lot of voices. But it, I think if she had to sound like someone, I think she'd have a re- very husky voice. Really? Like, yeah. Kind of like an Irene Handel voice. Ooh. You know, yeah. Definitely. But wow. but with a fake, posh accent. Not a bit of East London. <laughs> anyway, she'd, she'd definitely have a little bit of posh accent going right. on. You know, like, you know, very like sort of... Uh, Mrs. Bouquet. Right. Sort of oh, she just rules their whole house. I love it, it's actually. With those two boys in there, she hers. rules everything. Everything yeah. I moved into that house because of the dogs, because it had a garden. Yeah. And we have St. George's Square as a dog park. So. That was what it was about. This is how every dog owner should be. Yeah. You are the exemplary. We were just being away on holiday, we, and David had a week off, and, and we were getting, I said, let's go somewhere hot, and he was like, no, Taylor can't come. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. So we went to a farmhouse. And, you know, we were there at Christmas and we went there at Christmas. We normally go to our friends at Christmas and there's a lot of other dogs and a lot of other people. Taylor exhausted from it. Yeah. And this year it was about Taylor. We took her to farmhouse. We had a fire going. She spent all the time in front of the fire. And it was all about I Taylor. Can I, be, can I be yeah. It was all about Taylor, you know, because yeah. it has to be. Yeah. You're it has, right. to, it has be. to be. Yeah. Because if it isn't, I will, I, I, you know, when... 
the time comes, I will resent my, myself so much for yeah. not making it that day. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we didn't go on holiday. We went to so Farmhouse with Taylor. Amazing. And we'll do the same again in the summer. Yeah. You know, I'm meant to be going skiing on Monday and David's away until Tuesday. So I'm not going to go skiing on a, a work trip. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to leave Taylor. Normally, we have a dog set come and live in the house, but he can't do it. He's away because... I won't let Taylor go anywhere else because yeah. it's not fair. This is her house. Yeah, I get that. So they that. come and stay with her yeah. and they know her and she likes the person. Otherwise, it, it, it wouldn't work. Yeah. It wouldn't work. My life, when I'm working, you know, mm. uh, travelling and David travelling, we have to feel secure around Taylor. Yes. Yeah. And I'm on the so. phone constantly. How's Taylor? What's going on with Taylor? Skype her. Oh, all the time. Taylor, <laughs> yeah, 100%. All the time and I get videos. And photos. But I can't speak as yeah. he goes mad if he hears my voice. So even when I take her to the dog parlour, they, they, they send us videos. We, we use a... Teddy goes to a dog groomers in King's Row called I Love My Human. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> Incredible. And they did a big event for us, actually, just before Christmas. So, uh, look, this is like... They're, yeah. They're, they're all the right yeah. places. They're we amazing. Need to, we really should do some work together 100%. for the foundation. 100%. Thank you. They're really, really lovely, well, lovely they people. They are great. Oh, my God. The women there that work there are just... Soon as you ring up, they go, "Oh, is it for Taylor?" And straight yeah. away, you're like, "Yeah." Name, you take Taylor, name. and they're like, "Oh, we love her." And then you just yeah. go and leave her, and, and you come back, and Taylor's really happy yes. when you go back. Like they you just, and they do such a great job. And she oh, comes back so looking good. like Elizabeth oh, Taylor. Amazing! Yeah. So a big shout out to I love my human. I love my human. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing! They're, they're, and the they are good. Vets. I have a yeah. um, a mobile groomer come because Ziggy gets too like he hates going to groomers. So I found this one girl. She comes, and the van goes outside. And yeah. she does everything in the van, so he only just walks out the front door and into the van. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that and and it, she charges twenty five pounds. Yeah. That's amazing. She comes, yeah. And come and on. if Ziggy was a person, if Ziggy was a person, well, he was named after, wasn't he? David Bowie, of course, because he was called Ziggy. Yeah. But um, I think he's just a more like a Frank Zappa. I think he's a bit of a sort of a hippie. Like an oldish man, I just feel that that's him with you know his personality. I just don't think he's a very David Bowie, yeah. And um, he's the only little problem that he does have is he has terrible anxiety, like his mum. So the CBD has very improved him, but he definitely reflects how I'm feeling. So we have this problem that when we're walking along. He can, even though he's he's quite a big dog, but he has a really, a really big growl and a big bark. So anybody coming towards me in Primrose Hill, he's, you know, the, the dog trainers told me that he's sort of telling them to please keep away because he's quite, uh, he's a quite a frightened dog. Yeah. So it's not that he's aggressive, but you would think he was very aggressive because anybody that's walking towards it, he will look like it and he will properly be... Yeah. Like, like he's going for them when they go past. So if it's a Bless jogger him. or someone playing football, he wants everyone to stay away from him. Thank you so much for oh, having us you. coming and talking about all things dog. And Absolutely. It's so wonderful to meet so many amazing people, but to both of you, Meg and Tony, today for your love you know, of dogs. I, I can talk you. about dogs all day and all night and all yeah. day long because it's, you know, it's something I love. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about work and I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. About dogs absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. No, well, thank thank you. you. And thank you for everything that no. you, you both do. So that's our show for today. If you want to share your dog stories, 
please email info at podpeopleproductions.co.uk or send pictures to at podpeopleuk on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We'd really love to hear from you. If you like today's show, please subscribe and rate us on wherever you get your podcasts. It does help other dog lovers to find us. Dog Bless You was produced by Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions and presented by me, Nikki Tipples. Theme music by Mike Hansen. And if you want to join or contribute to the Wild at Heart Foundation, please go to wilderheartfoundation.org. Thank you so much and see you soon. Pod people.